Hello and good morning, Karen. Ah, Great Katie. to see you. Oh, Katie, it is always <laughs> wonderful to see you. Good morning. We don't usually talk in the morning, so it's a new yeah, ride for us. It is. It's a new ride for us. I'm drinking some uh, electrolyte water because I have low blood sugar. Hot. Oh, damn it. But yeah, like <laughs> I wish I was drinking. I wish I was drinking some decaf. But are you drinking some coffee or no, decaf? I, yes, this is. Um, oh my gosh, what it's got some crazy. Lemon everyday detox. Okay, sure. Ooh, love. Tea. Yes. Decaf herbal tea. I'm still on the tea train. I sometimes really do miss the taste of coffee. And I sometimes do still really miss the like rocket fuel feeling of it, but it's been six months. I'm I'm doing all right. Good for you. I'm so impressed that you can do tea. Like Tea for me is great in like the evening before I go to bed, but I have a hard time getting excited about it during the day. Like, do you, I mean, I think that's awesome. It's a totally an evolved state, but like, are you not drinking any decaf at all? Cause I know that you and I both can't do the caffeine thing. No, no. Good for I, you. Nothing. Is it because it actually like triggers? I mean, it, there is a teeny tiny bit of caffeine in there. So yeah, I've been afraid to try it. Cause I also can't tell how much of my reaction to coffee is caffeine and how much of it is like just coffee itself. Like the oh. belly reaction to coffee. Like, I feel like I'd have that even to decaf. Like, Oh, got it. So, well, that makes sense because it's still coffee beans. It's like, it's just a yeah. different strand. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Well, also not sorry. If you're happy with the tea and the lemon detox sounds amazing. What brand I need to look it up. I think it's like the traditional medicinals are like, Oh, the, nice. Right. Yes. It's like the bougie one, the bougie one in the tea aisle. Yes. Oh, that sounds really good. Wow. Hmm. Okay. I might, I might grab some. Um, but yes, it's wonderful to see you. Thank you for doing this pod because listeners, this, the reason why we're um, talking so early in the morning and also PS midweek um, is because I am taking Thursday, Friday off and I am in Scottsdale, Arizona right now um, on a mini sort of vacay. Like it's just, it's like two of the days of the week I'm working, the rest of them I'm off because of MLK and then vacation days, but it's really nice. It's kind of nice to change it up sometimes. And it's been good. It's been a nice little reprieve, a different change of pace to be out here. I'm so excited for you to be there. And you have this like gorgeous backdrop, like wood beam backdrop with plants. It's, uh, it's very Scottsdale. Thank you. Yes. It totally is very Scottsdale. It's also like this place, even though I have so many house plants where I live in Bend, I, this place is filled with house plants, but it's all fake house plants. Oh. And I actually kind of love it. It's kind of inspiring me because like, okay, so I have this, this goal that I keep thinking about Karen. So I have right now 62, I think house plants in my house. Wait, what? Wait. I don't think I've ever told you this. Yeah. I am like really obsessed with house plants. Like it, they're really like, yeah, I talk to them. We have a very nice. nice relationship. Every once in a while, one passes away and I have a little funeral <laughs> in my compost pile. You know, like it's a whole thing. And so last yes. year, or not last year, I guess it was two years ago now, wild. But um, when we moved to Bend, I was like, I'm gonna have a hundred house plants in this house. And Tyler's like, I'm good with three. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> doesn't matter because not that his opinion doesn't really matter, but it kind of doesn't matter because he's not the one taking care of them. And so I'm, you know, I'm tending to our, garden, if you will, indoors. And, um, and so I, I looked around like the other day and I was like, 
I think I want to get up to like 80 this year, but another 20 is a very big change. And I also have to figure out how my current houseplants feel about that because they're going to like sense each other's, I don't know, hormones. I don't know enough about houseplants, but like they probably, because some of them do better near each other and some of them are good as lone wolves. Anyway, I need to do more research on this because I've done zero. And so like, I am happy that most of my houseplants are thriving, but um, it's also because I have a lot of sun in my house. So it might not be me. I don't know. I love this so much for you. And (laughs) I'm so jealous. I think I have like maybe 20, maybe 20 houseplants. 20 is a lot. Yeah. 20 is a lot. And it's like, they all need different things. Like I'm just very impressed. I am jealous that you have the space, first of all, and very impressed that you have the capacity to take care of them all. That is very impressive. Thank you. I'm impressed that you have 20. And also I will say that some of them are micro. I count them all like, like really, really small. Like they're, you know, like teeny tiny little succulents that might already be dead and I'm still watering them. But like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I yep. really, you know what I've thought about? I've thought like, I wonder if I could pay somebody from Home Depot, like 20 bucks to just come over to my house and give me, you know, like from the nursery department. I'm sure that's a thing. I think it probably is a thing, but also I just don't want to be that crazy person that like, hires nursery people to come to their house. I don't know. It seems crazy, but maybe it's not crazy. I, I guarantee you, and somebody is going to write us about this. I guarantee you, you could find someone who over zoom would do like plant diagnostics for you. <gasps> oh my because God. Really? House plants are such a thing. I mean, they've always been a thing, but I think the panorama, all of it, like, I just feel like I see articles about house plants. YouTube channels about houseplants, I guarantee you'd find somebody who would do it virtually. That's a really good point. Like that's because also I don't really want people coming in my house at the moment. So like, that's such a good idea. And I bet I could probably find them on Instagram. I mean, it could be someone from like an arboretum in Paris or something like, (laughs) like it could be anything. I could like go all out. Oh my gosh. All right. I'm going to do some research and uh, I will get back to you and our listeners about this topic because it will. So it's interesting because I, I mean, to get a little dark, but when my mom and my sister came out to visit and they were like, wow, you have so many houseplants. And I'm like, okay, thank you. That's really nice. And they're like, how do you keep track of them all? And I was like, this is indicative of my mental health during COVID. I'm like, I had to have something to do that's legit. And so like, I had to have something to do. So my indoor space had to be at least my indoor my interior of my, my, my body wasn't so great because my like mental health was crumbling. And so I had to have like a beautiful exterior, but also interior of my house. I don't know. I'm getting a little bit psychology today on this, but like, you know, (laughs) I'm into it. It's what we're here for. (laughs) So yes, but anyway, so now I, my, my interior, interior, like mental health is actually doing a little bit better. And so therefore I haven't been paying as much attention to my houseplants, but I mean, they're still, they're still living and only dying at a very slow, a, you know, a slow rate, hopefully continuing, but like, but then now getting 20 more, I mean, it's going to happen. It's going to happen in 2020 I, or 2022. I actually want it to happen before like my birthday, which is mid June. So we'll see. It's kind yeah. of aggressive. I mean, I love it. It's yeah. good for your, it is good. I mean, it's both good for your mental health, for your indoor air quality, all these benefits to having plants. That's it's awesome. true. It's true. 
yeah, wow, I could really talk about plants for a long time. I have so many more things to say, but I will table that because I know this is a mini pod and I'm so excited that you were excited about the topic today, which basically is like making how it feels so good to make time for our art, no matter what amount of time we have. And listeners, you are hearing us make time for our art right now. Like we are shoehorning this shit in between meetings, right, right as we wake up, like while we're drinking lemon, you know, tea and also drinking our electrolyte water. Like, you know, I'm going right to a meeting in 15 minutes. So yeah, I'm just happy to see you, Karen. And it feels great. It feels amazing, Katie. It feels great to see you. It is a different experience. I feel like we bring different energy, obviously on a Wednesday morning than we do on a Friday afternoon. It's good to totally. mix it up and you came up with this topic. You texted me this topic yesterday. And I've been thinking about like how, not only how important it is to make time for art, but how it's different than the way that I feel like I got trained to think about creativity. Like, Ooh. oh, it's just this spark. It's just this thing that happens. It's this spontaneous thing and you can't control it. It just happens. And it's like, I feel like it's a yes. And yes, it is this wonderful, spontaneous spark. And then it's also something that you can have discipline around and that you can schedule and that you can hopefully create some structure around so that maybe those moments of inspiration come more often because you've created a container for it. Yes. I love that. That's so profound because I think that that's how I was also, that's also how I grew up. Like I always thought like people who do art are painters or drawers or they have their stuff in the Louvre. And it's like, I don't know where I am with Paris this week. I'm actually watching Emily in Paris, which is so dumb. It's so dumb, but I kind of love it anyway. But the thing is, is that um, the thing is, is that I totally think that there's just so many different definitions of what art is and what creativity can be. And I love what you're saying about making time for it in a structured way. Like if there's a container then at least you're going to, even if you sit there and do nothing, like at least you're like sitting in the container. But I really love that you and I are doing this. Like we make time every single week. And I would say that like the Friday, at least in my experience, the Friday afternoons or Friday evenings when we're talking is very much of like a, the muse is coming and this is great. And we talk for an hour before we even press record and it's very relaxing. And then it's, and it's like very organic and all of it is organic. But I think that like now it's like, all right, we have this time, we're going to make time for it. Like, and it's not a a chore. It's actually like the best part of my day. And also the fact that we're structuring it is so beautiful. Absolutely. All of that. And I'm proud of us for making it happen. And I, I guess I, I also hope people listening who think like, I don't have time to be creative. I don't have time to take art classes. I don't have time to pursue that thing, whatever that thing is that like, to me, it's also self-care creativity for me is self-care and tapping into that part of myself is also self-care. And I think I want to make sure I always prioritize it the same way I prioritize therapy. Today's episode of, of course, I'm not okay. The podcast is brought to you by making time for friendship nearby friendship, convenient friendship, long distance friendship, always worth it. Always completely worth it. Deep friendships, shallow friendships, friendships where you talk about your feelings, friendships where you talk about The Bachelor. Making time for all of them is healing and amazing. And Katie, I am so grateful to you that we make time for this friendship. 
me too. It really is like an enormous highlight in my life. So I appreciate you, Karen, also. And it's just nice. It's like this podcast is quite literally sponsored by making time for our friendship. So thank literally. you, friendship. Literally, yes, for sponsoring this podcast. Yes, yes, it is totally the same. Like it's like a different using your brain in a different way. And I mean, if people are thinking like there's the part of, you know, people thinking like, I don't have any time, but then also what is my art? Like, what does that even mean? Like, you know, creativity, art, whatever it is, like you can substitute it for anything that you just love doing, that you feel and flow doing. If that's cooking for you, if it's going for a walk, if it's just staring at the wall and just breathing, if it's like doodling on something or just watching your favorite show for 15 minutes, whatever it is, there's just so much, um, I don't know, there's so much room that's made inside of my brain when I make space for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Same here. And, you know, I really, this year, I'm also hoping to do more writing and to, like, <laughs> Rachel Kramer Bustle, who we've had on before. Oh, I love um, her. Who edits the, right, oh, I love Rachel, um, who edits the Best Women's Erotica series, is in the process of writing a how to write erotica book. Oh, and I cool. know she teaches classes too. And so like, that's something I'm interested in pursuing. And I've been trying to come up with pen names and. Oh my yeah, God. I love just, that. Really? Karen, that's so cool. My gosh. Yeah. That's I will so not tell cool. anyone my pen name, of course, but. Oh, but also the fact that you're like giving yourself permission to do that. Like, that's really, really cool. Like, like, I feel like there's a lot of people, myself included, that I might be like, ooh, I'm kind of interested in that. And then it's a fleeting thought because I don't hold on to it and I don't validate it. And it's like the fact that you're validating it and that you're like, this is what I'm planning to do this year. That is colossal badassery in my opinion. Seriously. I, I really, I, like, honestly, I'm like, oh God, I have so many things that I really want to do and I don't do. And I, like, this podcast is not one of them, but also I think that like, I'm also kind of hitching my wagon to your wagon that we're like doing this together. And so like, you're inspiring me to do it. And that's so awesome that you're going to do that erotica, you know, that lessons, that class. That's so cool. We'll see. I hope I do it. Yeah. Tess and I have been, um, we've been recording the Feminist Erotica podcast again. There is a new episode out. Oh, is that true? Yes. There's a new episode out right now, actually. We interviewed um, three of the authors and Rachel from Best Women's Erotica number seven, question mark. That's awesome. Um, yeah, they were so fun to talk to and like so funny. And we had them read from their pieces. And yeah, that was great. So that was very inspiring too. Totally. Totally. I love that. That's really, really cool. I've been, I've been reading the series number seven or the, the volume Ooh. seven. It's so good. It's so good. Ooh, the surprise one. It, oh, wait, is it a surprise one? Maybe I'm reading six. Shoot. Ooh. Is it already out? The yeah, seven came out okay. like December something. And the theme is surprise and it's so oh, good. They're really good. It's yeah. so good. The writing is amazing. I know. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It came up on my Kindle. It's like, oh. if you're interested in the past six volumes, I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm interested in the seven. Thanks so much. Kindle, Amazon. Amazon I mean, the other thing is, is like, I, I really want to impart on people if they're like, okay, well, I do have this thing that I want to try, but I'm not really sure. And part of the reason why I don't want to try it is because I might not be good at it. Mm. And like, I feel like there's this, this definitely, and I, I, I know not everyone identifies as a perfectionist, but there's this mindset of like, why would I give something a try when I have such little time and I might not be good at it at first. And like my recommendation to that is like, if you can kind of 
hold it a little lighter and like just embrace the process. You know, like I definitely think that like when I sit down and try to do something creative, you know, sometimes I get really frustrated with myself. I'll be totally frank. I'm like, sometimes I get frustrated. I'm like, ah, this is not as good as I want to. And I only have 15 seconds. And so like, it's like, it's so frustrating. But the thing is, is like, that's not, I, I recommend trying not to have the outcome as the goal, just mm -hmm. sitting as the goal. Exactly. It's about the process and it's about the like brain benefits of doing the thing, not yes. the thing being awesome, but just doing it. Yes. And getting it out of you. And yeah, it is really interesting to think about like the only perfect thing, the only perfect painting, the only perfect story is the one that's in your head that you haven't Ooh, written yet. And yes. that as soon as you put it out into the world, as, as soon as it's exterior to you, it's no longer perfect. And I feel like once you kind of like sit in that, it's, I don't know, I found it to be easier. Like Yes, I want to write the perfect story or the perfect novel or the perfect whatever, but if it just stays perfect in my head, then I don't ever, then no one else has access to it. And then I don't have access to it. Yes, later. totally. I love that. And also like, it's just part of the process to, to bring it out into the world. And to also, yeah, I love that. That they're just like, it's only perfect in your head because it's so true. It's so true. And it's also like, but when it stays in your head, it like, it's not meant to stay in your head, you know, right. like there's, there's this amazing quote that Susan Schroeder, a friend, my dear friend was talking about how like, basically ships are, you know, they, they, oh my gosh, I'm going to botch this, but <laughs> basically ships are built and they're sitting in the Harbor, but ships are not meant to stay in the Harbor. Like they're meant mm. to like go out and sail basically. And you know, I'm sorry, Susan, that you're listening and that you're probably like screaming in your headphones, but like, <laughs> I wish I knew the, the quote better and I'll put it in the description of the podcast, but like, it's just, you know, like creativity is not meant to be stagnant. Like, you know, let it free. Yeah. Yeah. And also if you don't have time, it's okay. 10 seconds, five seconds. Right. Doodling. Six minutes. Doodling. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. I mean, there it concludes our shoehorning of this creativity and <laughs> I really appreciate you being willing to do this, this with me, Karen. And I just love this so much. And this will totally like set the tone for my day. So thank you. Thank you. It's wonderful to see you. You too. We'll see everybody next week. <laughs>